Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online, where your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, January 26th. And in today's episode with the trade deadline right around the corner, uh, we thought it'd be a great idea to go over some of our um, OrlandoMagicHQ.com trade scenarios from our new writer, uh, Angel, that um, I, I think would be a great way to start kicking off um, some of the things that we want to happen and kind of get our thoughts on some of the players that could potentially you know, be on the market for the Magic to possibly look at. Who knows? Um, we're also going to talk, how do we not talk about Patrick Beverly and his stupid comments that he had uh, in regards to Wendell Carter and the Orlando Magic? It's always fun when we can uh, poke fun at Pat Bev. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about this last week in review uh, with some of the games that the Magic played in. But before we get into it, quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online with NFL playoffs right around the corner in the NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action, see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Do not forget that we also have our Orlando Magic HQ Instagram subscription program that replaced our Patreon program. Um, a lot of great Magic content that goes there. We we talk to our uh, subs on a daily basis, um, you know, and we we do a lot of um, external content as well. Uh, so if you if you want to be able to have or be part of a, a very tight knit uh, community where you know we 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 talk basketball pretty often, man, it's it's a it's not a bad deal, man. And it's, it's a good way to you know kind of be again in in that small community where you know you you get a little more of a, a intimate conversation. So really good stuff happening there. Um, and then, bro, let's let's get into the trade deadline uh, trade scenario. So, but before we get into it, um, give me give me. So it, we the Orlando Magic HQ. We had some spaces um, that was happening tonight. That was pretty cool. That they were discussing some of the trade deadline wish list. Before we get into the trade scenario, um, Al, give me give me one scenario. Give me who is your number one. Um, and I and I I have a pretty good idea of who you're gonna say, but give me your wish list. Who's the one player that you hope that the Magic might look at to bring in? So I think being realistic, um, for me personally, it's Michael Brogdon. I'm a genius. I, I think I think that I know it. Yeah, you know it, right? It, it just makes sense, man. The guy is a vet. He's a shooter. He plays point guard position, which we need to upgrade. I think he's the one guy that's attainable. Shouldn't cost us too much. And would fit in right away with what we're doing in Orlando. Um, I don't think it would be a drastic change in the locker room or on the court for that matter. So I think that's a guy to me that I'm like, if you can go after a player that kind of fits every kind of bucket that we that we need to fit um, that are weaknesses for us today, he'll be that guy. Um, how about you? Anyone comes to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it before. Um, high on my list is um, definitely Anthony Simons. 
Um, he is somebody that I am not, not only because he's a central Florida boy, but, um, because I, I think that he just fits the group so much. He, he fits the, the timeline. Uh, he can shoot from behind the three point line. He's, he's, he's a player that can drive us and support us offensively who doesn't have to be your number one option. Doesn't have to be the number two option, but can step up in those moments when you need them. Um, I, I think that he would be an awesome fit. Here's our issue with both of our uh, wish lists is that we are talking about two players that um, that have dealt with injuries. It's just what it is, man. It, they're not players that we can rely on um, on a day-to-day basis on top of the injuries that we're already dealing with. So just looking at Malcolm Brogdon, if you're taking a look at the last five seasons, Last season was probably one of the better seasons that he's had in terms of health, um, but he played a total of 67 games last season, season before 36, followed by 56, 54, um, and then 64. So this is somebody that consistently, since he's been into the league outside of his very first season, has not played more than 70 games um, in his whole career. It was just his rookie season that he played 75. So um, when it comes to people that we want to integrate to this team, um, the Magic are in a very sticky situation uh, because whatever their move may or may not be, it could really hurt this team. Like, it really, really can. Like you, They can make a mistake and literally set this team back. That's part of the reason why um, you know, I wouldn't be entirely upset if the Magic did absolutely nothing. I wouldn't be upset at all. Like, take your shot at free agency. Like, wait, continue. Like, we still haven't seen what this team is fully capable of. We we have not. The team has not been healthy for a long period of time. Uh, Wendell, Markel, like, Wendell is really starting to get to a point where now I'm kind of laughing at myself a little bit saying, yo, were we really going to get rid of Wendell and, and just kind of live with Goga? Like, what, what's wrong with us, right? Um, but that's, that, that's what happens when you start getting, you know, your, your legs underneath you and, uh, you know, you start getting accustomed to the players that you're playing with and, and you know, day-to-day basketball and you start getting your rhythm back. And I think that, you know, we've seen a little bit of that from Markel, not exactly uh, what we're used to seeing, um, and even when I say used to seeing, we're not used to seeing Markel Fultz on the floor anyway. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's still there. There's some, there's, there's, there's a lot like Cole Anthony recently just said that, you know, we haven't seen the best of Orlando magic basketball. Of course, he's also going to say that because the NBA trade deadline is right around the corner. What else is he really going to say? But, um, uh, again, I, I wouldn't be upset. Um, would I, would I say, would I be disappointed? Probably. Man, we're 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 fans, man. Like, you know, we 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 cover the team as much as we can, right? But at the same time, man, we we want to see actions. This is this is what NBA basketball is about, man. Being able to make acquisitions, transactions, like that's that's the that's the fun part of being a fan. But realistically, you know, the fear is if you make the wrong move, you're gonna hurt this team. Yeah, man. And I think the biggest thing for me is that every team around us that we're competing against in the Eastern Conference has gotten better, has made a move to get better. So think about Indiana, right? They went after Siakam. You think about New York. They went after OG. Um, Miami Heat just acquired uh, Terry Rozier. So every team around us has made a move to stay competitive and stay 
you know, ahead of us in the standings. How do we respond? And that's kind of what the, the thing that we have to figure out. It's like, do we want to just see this team as is, which we could. And I've said it before, we can just, to your point, wait things out. We can evaluate, you know, in June, July, when we have cash to spend, we have picks to use. What do we do at that point? But if we have come to a point where we say, hey, man, like we have a chance this, this season to make an impact, to make the playoffs. As of this recording, we're only one game back of Miami and Indiana for the sixth and seventh seed in the East. So we're right there. We're not far behind. If we can put it together, which, by the way, we have the easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. So if you can make a move that is a smart move, acquire the right pieces, we might finish, you know, six in the East. And who would have thought that, you know, back in October? I don't think many of us did, being realistic. So that's what the front office has to figure out. It's like, where are we? Are we truly trying to make a push to make the playoffs this season? And I don't mean to like go after a star player. I mean, like adding the right pieces, adding a shooter. If Markel, you figure out, hey, there's something going on with his shoulder. He cannot figure it out. He cannot stay healthy. Enough is enough. Do we pull the trigger now? Or do we wait until June to let him go? That's kind of what they have to wait. Um, but let me ask for your reaction on that. You've seen every team around us get better. Does that make you want to make a move more? Or are you okay saying, you know what? It's okay. Let them do what they want to do. We can still evaluate what we have. I mean, that's really my rebuttal, right? So if we can pump the brakes for a little bit, I know people don't want to hear this, but what if we're just not, that's not, that's not where the magic want to be at. Like from the front office perspective, like, yeah, if we can be in the sixth seed, fifth seed, like that, that's, who doesn't want to be there, right? But if we're looking at natural progression, if we're looking at just from last season getting better to the – if the goal was not necessarily to make the playoffs but to be better than last season, the Magic have accomplished that. Not fully, but you can you can definitely say that we're on the right track for it, right? But to go from not making the playoffs to now making the playoffs that is a huge major jump, right? So, like, I, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If the Magic don't make the playoffs, but we make the play-in, but we still don't make the playoffs, do you consider that a successful season this season? That was, I go back to our recording before the season, when we did our season predictions, and that's what we wanted, right? It was to just make it to the play-in. That was the next level up for us. So obviously we would be disappointed because the fan base, we look at what, what this team has. And I know that the front office would view it this way as well in the sense where this team is good enough to make the playoffs. Hell, you can even debate that the Magic are good enough to make noise in the first round. Like I, I, wouldn't, I would argue that a team would be scared to play us in the first round because we're a little bit of a wild card. But if we're being 100% honest with ourselves, the predictions or what our expectations was, we're, we're definitely playing. It's playing or, or fail. We go on a nine-game winning streak. We start winning games. Now it's a, it's a different perspective because now we kind of see what the team really is like when they're healthy. And we were also like second place in the East for a good time period. I feel like a lot of us, we got a little spoiled of our, our expectations. So, mm -hmm. and it, it's natural for us to, change our expectations right yeah we're a play on team play in a uh, playoff team so now playing is considered uh you know a, a disappointment or a fail but i don't think that the front office views it that way that's why i would not be surprised at all 
if we didn't make a move and they they wait to go the safe route, which the Magic are known to do, and wait until the offseason reevaluate, which we know that that's that's in the DNA of the Orlando Magic front office, and then kind of work and build the team that way. And if a trade makes sense later on to to booster the roster, then they they do it that way. But uh, a player that we've talked about that we want that we like has been a player in the name of Buddy Heald. But you take a look at his situation in Indiana, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So the only reason why you would make a trade for a player like Buddy is if you think he is an absolute important puzzle to this team and you do not want any other team to have a chance at him. Like if you want a guaranteed uh, adding that sniper to your arsenal, then you go out and you do it right now. Um, with the hopes that you can, you know, get him to resign, right? But the Magic got money to spend, man. They're they're going to be extremely convincing in the off season. So, do you give up assets now to guarantee and really try to push, or do you play it out, see what you have with with your team, pray that you can really get healthy? And then still try to make some noise at the end of the season. I I think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't run it past the the Magic front office that they they would be okay with with improvements. I'm not saying playing. I'm not saying playoffs. Improvements from last season and the the Magic so far they they definitely have that. I mean, the only thing that leads me to believe that there'll be a move to be made is the fact that Jeff has made a trade every single trade deadline since he got here. Right, it all started with the Terrence Ross trade, and now you fast forward to last year. There's always been a minor move, whether it's been trading for a second round pick like Mobamba last year. Always does something, so I think we will do something. Um, it may not be a Buddy Healed, it may not be a um, a you know whoever may be out there. A um, I don't know. I can't think of any money that comes to mind. Tyus Jones. It may not be to that extent. But I think we do make a move um, just because I think the glaring issue with the team right now is shooting, right? We know that's an issue. It's been an issue for a while. So I wouldn't be surprised because I think about a guy like Chuma Kiki. I think about a guy like Gary Harris. I think about a guy, heck, Markel Fultz. These are guys that are free agents also for us in a few months. So if you trade them now with maybe a pick attached to it, you're not really giving up much. You're giving up a guy that you're going to let walk no matter what in a few months with the hopes of getting a guy to come to Orlando that you're going to retain. Um, that's why I think they may make a move. Um, let me kind of link it all together, too, to what we heard this afternoon or this morning from Jake Fisher uh, from Yahoo Sports. So he did mention in a podcast recently that the Magic have been linked to a lot of guards in recent months. Uh, he went back to talking about Dame Lillard. There was some interest there. I don't know if that was true or not. But well, he's been pretty accurate when he's talked about the Magic in the past. So he did say the Magic have been in the market for a guard, uh, primarily a point guard. He threw some names out there. One that it makes no sense to us is um, Lowry, which I don't think we would want him in Orlando no matter what. Buy would be the most Orlando, that would be the most Orlando Magic thing ever. If no. They did. If it that would happens, be. I'll have some issues, bro. It would that be. Would be. I'd laugh. I'd laugh. <laughs> I'd, laugh. But, I'd laugh at the fact that everyone would instantly be a Kyle Lowry fan. Probably not. Oh my goodness! It, it would it would be a um, a crazy turn of events. Hundred percent. That would be hilarious. Um, if you thought Aaron Gordon guy, didn't like us now, imagine. 
But another guy, too, is Mark Stane. Mark Stane has been, again, pretty close. He's one of the few reporters that I believe when he speaks about the Magic. And he's talked about, again, Markel Foltz, Wendell Carter possibly being shopped. So there's smoke, right? There's smoke in the air. So there's something that, again, we may know that the Magic are trying to do. I just don't think it's going to be a major move if they make a move. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after, again, a shooter. Who that may be, I'm not sure. But... With that being said, what do you think about Jay Fisher, those reports? Do you think there's any kind of truth behind them, or do you think they're just kind of guessing about what the Magic might do because of the glaring issues that we have? Yeah, I mean, Jake Fisher's comments were that Damian Lillard's camp thought about the idea of Orlando, right? Um, that, that's that's what he reported. Um, whether that's true or not true, I, I think that it kudos to where we're at now because for a player like in Dame's caliber who uh is at the point of career where Milwaukee made the most sense no matter what the fact that there was even a moment of saying huh what about Orlando goes to show you that there's there's a difference um in, in terms of respect factor for the Orlando Magic, which I think is awesome. It's cool. I'll put that as a, a feather in the cap and, you know, go along about my day. But in, in regards to, like, Cal Lowry, it, let, let's, let's be honest. Like, Anthony Black, maybe you can debate best player available. You can debate thinking of the future of the Orlando Magic. There's obviously investment from the Magic for Anthony Black to be in the future of this of this team, right? So it, it would make sense to bring in, you know, a, a veteran point guard, you know, as as a as, as a stopgap for a couple years, two years until he's he's fully ready. Like I would not be mad at that idea whatsoever. Not the idea of Kyle Lowry, but the idea of bringing in um, a veteran point guard uh, to be able to facilitate, man, just just kind of be the quarterback. You know, uh, grouping the guys together, being more organized, whatever the case may be. But, you know, if you're if you bring in Cal Lowry, like let, let's just use Cal Lowry as an example. He's not better than Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz will eat him alive. Like that's not that's not an upgrade. Like you you would only do that move if Markel Fultz is unhappy, if he really 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 can't stay healthy, and there's no chance of of him doing anything positive on the basketball court. A move like that wouldn't make sense whatsoever, right? If you bring in somebody to to be the point guard of this team, your starting point guard, <clears throat> he he's just got to be better than Markel Fultz. And right now, in terms of like vets who are out there, I don't I don't know if there's really a player out there that I can guarantee will bring more to us than what Markel Fultz could potentially bring to us once he really gets everything together so i think that that's the problem the key word you said there was once he got it together right because the issue that many fans are having with him right now is the shooting has taken a major step back like i don't think since he's passing back from injury we've seen him take a three-point shot we haven't seen him take a deep mid-range shot um so some concerns even the free throw form hasn't looked uh, how it looked last season so when you think about Paolo, think about France, you think about the fact that they need shooters around them. 
you know, it's Markel, that guy. I think we all love him. I think Markel, again, has has been a guy that we'll have rooted for. We want him to work out because, again, the potential is there. He is that playmaker. The concern is he doesn't fit in currently what we, we, what we have built, whether it's, you know, Wendell, Paolo, Franz, what we have become as, as our core. He, unfortunately, if he can't shoot the ball, at least a mid-range shot, it, it's tough to keep defending him. And then on top of that, he's a free agent this summer. So it's like, do we pay him again? Um, I've said it before in our group chats and stuff, I would be okay bringing him back, but it would have to be for a role that is not a starting role anymore. It would have to be for a backup point guard role just because the health hasn't been there. And again, the shoulder issue seems to be continuing. Uh, we've seen the tape during the games. We've seen, again, the form kind of go backwards. Um, so it's tough. If you're trying to make, again, a playoff push, it's either you go all in on AB, which I don't think AB is ready today to be that guy that drives us to the playoffs. Jalen Suggs has proven that he's not a point guard. Major improvements shooting the ball, which is huge and great to see. But he's not a point guard, let's be honest. So that's where it's like, all right, we got to figure this out. And one thing that kind of sucks is that Magic do never make a trade around the trade deadline weeks ahead. They wait until the very last minute to pull the trigger. And my concern is somebody might beat us for you, Malcolm Brockton. The Knicks might get him first. Or Tyus Jones. Another team might go out there and offer a good deal in the next few days. So. That's the issue that I'm having with the Magic. It's like I get the whole waiting and evaluating all your options. But if you're sure this guy fits what you're trying to do and you make that decision, just go get him. Uh, we had three days off just this past week. Would have been a great time to pull a, pull a trade and get that guy into practice before you, you get back into action. Didn't happen. So February 8th, it, in my mind, is when something will go down, if something does end up going down. Um, but in my opinion, honestly, man, I think the Markel experiment can continue. But he cannot be the guy you depend on solely to be the starting point guard because, unfortunately, we've seen it. And, I mean, you mentioned Michael Brogdon's games played. Let's not even go to Markel because it's, it hasn't been a good thing uh, in the last, what, three, four years? So how do we count on him for the next four to five? Yeah, Mar- Markel, it, listen, if he can be healthy the rest of the season, then you're in good shape. At the same time, if he's really going to be an unrestricted free agent, we don't bring him back. Uh, the Magic are going to be left with not a whole lot. I mean, Cole, Cole Anthony, you know what you have. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Cole Anthony, I don't see him ever really uh, getting back to a point where the Magic keep him at a starting position um, and for, for the rest of his tenure. If I'm being 100% honest with you, I, I think that that ship is, is long gone. I, I think that you know his contract, we, we put him um in a spot where we feel like he's he's best at which is being a microwave straight off the bench and he does great in that role and there's nothing wrong with that um but the the magic are gonna have to figure something out it's just it's whether it's now or in the off season um it's coming um so we we really just gotta wait and see and and figure out see what that looks like is it february 8th who knows is it this off season High likelihood. Um, but let, let's get into some of these 
uh, trade scenarios from from our man Angel. So the very first one, which is really interesting, because this is a player that has already been in the the rumor mill in terms of um, him not being happy with his role and this team uh, looking to get him shop, which is Quentin Grimes. This is a player that. Um, you know, from behind the three-point line can really bring a lot of value in stretching the floor. Um, so this trade scenario is the Magic trading Chumo KK and Gary Harris, which from a lot of fan-made uh, trade scenarios, this is Batman and Robin right now. Like, every trade scenario has Chuma and Gary Harris yep. uh, together. <laughs> so that, that's, that's it's they're a good combo right now, right? Um, so the trade would be Chumo KK, Gary Harris for Quentin Grimes, uh, Magic fan favorite, former Magic legend Evan Fournier, and a 2024 second round pick via Miami. What are your thoughts? I mean, I like Quentin Grimes. I think he's a healthier Gary Harris. He's younger. He does a bit of the same. He plays decent defense. He's a good shooter. Um, Evan Fournier, not sure if he'll be happy to be back in Orlando, but if he can see the court, I think he'll be happier in New York. He's barely playing. Um, he saw some minutes recently, but I think it's because they are shopping him. So they were like, Hey, he can still play basketball. Um, but the good thing here is two guys that can shoot the ball. That would be the only advantage that I would see if we were to make this move. Not sure of the likelihood of it. I don't see the Knicks trading with the Magic. Um, and again, I don't see Fournier wanting to come back to Orlando. Just my my thoughts on that. But what about you? I, I mean, Evan Fournier, like, let, let's let's take a moment. Evan Fournier loved Orlando. I, I think he that he would welcome back Orlando with, with open arms. I also don't think that he's had a fair shot in New York because, hey, they're mm -hmm. treating him like he's a – like he's a scrub and he has no business being on the basketball court, which I disagree. Um, I would also disagree with how much this guy is getting paid to do absolutely nothing. So he's still getting paid just this year, $18 million yep. this year. Next year, he has um, a contract for 19 mil, which is a club option. Um, and then an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Man, Evan Evan Fournier, man, he's still a six foot eight guard. And the part of the issue with the experiment of Evan Fournier and or not experiment, the experience of Evan Fournier and the Orlando Magic is that we 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 played all our guys during that time span not in the right position. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, we service no one uh, for Evan Fournier at times being our primary scorer, right? Um, and here you're not asking him to do that. You're asking for him to come off the bench. And I, I believe that uh, no matter how your feelings of Evan Fournier may or may not be, he could fit that role and he could fit that role well. Like, I, I, I truly believe that. Um, am I begging and, and hoping and praying that it happens? No, I'm not. No. But I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. Um, Quinn Grimes, young players, sh shooting, man. It's, it's, what, it's what we need and what we're mm -hmm. asking for. And if all you're giving up is Chumo KK, who has been um, underwhelming, but there's been signs of him playing a lot better with, with the opportunity. So, like, yeah, that, that might hurt a little bit. But Gary Harris, who can be extremely valuable, is invaluable because he can't see on the court. It's not his fault. It's just dealing with injuries. And that's part of the problem. We have too many players like that. 
And at some point, we need to be able to minimize, um, you know, the the amount of injury prone players. Like the Magic have to consolidate, man. It's, it's just it's just a reality. So um, this reminds me. Eventually, he's going to get to a point. It reminds me of kind of um, Game of Thrones, where you kind of can't fall in love with like the main character uh, because the main character end up you know being lost. It's kind of it's kind of what I feel like with with this team. The consolidation is going to happen out, and I and I mean this outside of Paulo, uh, Front and Jalen Suggs. Uh, I truly believe that we're going to get a notification one day, and there's going to be players traded that we're not going to be happy about. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I think if you're a Magic fan, you have to be ready mentally for that day because it's going to come, whether it's again in a couple of weeks or it is in this off season or next off season. It's going to happen. To your point, I've identified really four guys in my mind that you're like, all right, those kind of are our core pieces. And that is, again, Paolo Franz, Jalen Suggs. You can throw in there whether it's Cole Anthony or Wendell Carter. But outside of that, injury-prone players, guys that we're trying to see if they fit in. Um, funny enough, I'll throw in there Mo Wagner just because the Franz combination and Mo Wagner is going to be here for a while, in my opinion. But outside of that, you have another 10 roster spots to kind of play with that can be built around that core, but um, let's see what happens. Yeah. And I, I just want to mention this real quick. I don't see Wendell Carter Jr. being moved at all. Like mm-hmm. I, I really, I really don't to me right now. It wouldn't make sense. Um, yeah. You can, you can argue that, you know, we, we saw um, a lot of great things with, with Goga and that highlighted a lot of things that, um, prove that you know this team could play with a different type of big man in it. and i think that that's really what stood out um at the same time it, it's just so hard there's nobody that's going to give you more value for your dollar uh than wendell carter and the front office knows that um mm-hmm. I, I know that there was some frustrations or it seemed like there was some frustrations from wendell carter um of him not <clears throat> really seeing the floor as he transitioned back you know in, into the lineup but I, I, I'm pretty confident that that's kind of gone away now that, you know, he's he's been <clears throat> impacting the game a lot more. Yep, he's so. back. He's back in the starting lineup. He's looking good. Um, again, I think teams are preparing better for Goga. In the last few weeks, he wasn't as productive anymore because they were, they were game planning for him. And I think that impacted things quite a bit. His plus minus, you could see that that impact kind of was more diminished in recent weeks. Here comes Wendell again. And the guy's averaging, I don't know, 18 points, nine rebounds again. So you're kind of seeing that impact that Wendell can have. The issue with Wendell, like many others in our roster, is can he stay healthy? Yep. Um, this next trade, Magic trade, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, and a 2026 20, second round pick via Denver for Gary Trent Jr. and Dennis Schroeder. So we know the Raptors have been selling players left and right. They're, they're going to be entering a rebuilding stage here pretty soon. Um, it makes sense, right? So Gary Trent's a guy that many Magic fans on Twitter, uh, we've seen on, on X, that like him. They, want, they, they like the fact that he's a shooter. He plays some decent defense. Um, Dennis has some history with, with Germany and playing with Mo and Franz. So I, I kind of like that pairing a little bit. So this is a trade that, again, I wouldn't mind it one bit. Um, it would suck to see Markel go. We've talked about it at length in this episode. But if you're determining, hey, the time has come, we got to make the move, I wouldn't hate the return, if you ask me. What about you? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Again, this is, this is somebody that we're looking at as, as a stopgap. Um, Dennis Schroeder, you bring him in for a couple years, 
If you really like the dynamic of of you know Franz, Mo, and Dennis, yeah, that 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 seems that seems all right. I wouldn't be mad at it at all. I I think that people will welcome it with open arms. Um, but again, this is another player that you know has struggled with injuries in the past. Like this is this is ongoing, and this is like let's be honest, man. It's a, it's reality of the NBA. Players players get injured. Eighty two game season. Uh, not every player is going to be you know. Mikael Bridges it's just not it's not what it is like it just it just isn't so um you know it it would be an interesting look at um but that again that that would only be like obviously if you're trading Markel Fultz you've made the decision that Markel is not a part of your future um and bringing in a player like Dennis and Gary Trent you know that that's something that I would I would definitely consider I'd give that one a thumbs up give it a green light me too I wouldn't mind that one bit all right, this next one, this is a name that we've heard continuously um, so far during the trade rumor mill. The Orlando Magic trade Markel Fultz. <clears throat> What's up with your boy Angel? Trading Markel Fultz left and right. Markel <laughs> Fultz and a 2025 Denver first-round pick and a lottery-protected future Orlando first-round pick for Tyus Jones and Corey Kispert. Listen, talk about snipers, talk about point guard playmaking um that would solve a lot of issues in one trade i kind of like this one because markel gets to go back home and he loves playing in washington we've seen that happen where he where he just balls out when he goes back to washington so this could be a, a good move for him right to play with you know jordan Poole and kuzma like you never know maybe he finds his, his rhythm out there and revives his career even more uh, with the wizards um only thing with this trade is I think the Wizards would want a lot more. I think it wouldn't be enough to just trade for Markel Agreed. and two picks. I think Kispert alone is a, a guy that has a lot of value in the league. He's a sniper. He's a body healed kind of developing into that kind of level. So if you ask me, you may have to throw more into this trade. I don't know if that means Jet Howard. I don't know if that means some other type of picks into the, the deal, but if you can land Tyus Jones and Corey Kispert, you're landing yourselves, again, a playmaker, which you need, and a shooter, which you need. So this will solve a lot of issues. Man, if we can reunite Corey Kispert and Jalen Suggs, you do it. I think that that would be a really, really fun tandem to watch. Um, just reignite that whole Gonzaga feel, man. I, I think it would be super awesome. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, Washington, they would definitely want more um, at the same time, man, you you go in there and go for the kill while the Wizards are down right now, man. They they just announced that they got rid of their coach. Well, not really got rid of him. They he's transitioning into a front office role that I find kind of weird. Like, yeah, <clears throat> hey Wes, listen, it's not it's not working now. I think we're gonna transition you to the front office. Which on the flip side, I guess is kind of cool because you know his it's it's you know his his dad was a big part of the Washington Wizards. Uh, or the the Bullets organization, so I I think that that's part of the reason why they still made sure that they found a home for him, um, especially because you know he just signed that contract not too long ago, so they're still going to pay him. So if they're going to pay him, then you know they rather him keep working, right? And like the Milwaukee Bucks, that they're, they're paying <laughs> three coaches at one time, ridiculous. Makes um, no sense. But but yeah, man, I, I wouldn't mind. I like I like that look. I think that Mark Hill would definitely welcome something like the Wizards. Um, because it's close to home, um, yeah, it, it would be something that again, I, I think that the fan base would like. They would definitely want more. 
question is, are we willing to give more? And what does more really look like? That that's the question, right? Because you, if they ask for a guy like again Anthony Black, just because it's a rookie, or Jet Howard, are you comfortable doing that to to kind of take on these two guys? That's tough. Not Anthony Black for sure. I think he's part of the the future of this team. Jet Howard, he's looked really really good in, in the G League. So like again, is he part of your future? Are you trying to open up minutes for him next season? So a lot of question marks around the team. But this is a trade that if you can get it again, you're getting that sniper and you're getting that playmaking point guard that could play next to Jalen Suggs, next to, you know, Paolo Franz. Like, he fits in. He's a great shooter, too. So this would be a move. And I can see this being realistic also because we know our, our front office. They like to trade guys to places where they're going to be comfortable, where they feel good going to. And again, Markel going to Washington would be that place, in my opinion, way more than, you know, Portland or whatever it may be. Um, or has Jeff finally decided to be, you know, hey, I'm done being nice. We're building a team here now. We're sending you to, I don't know, Minnesota. Who cares? We're just making the move that's best for us. Are we at that I mean, point? Minnesota wouldn't be too bad. They're, they're doing okay. I, I'm thinking of like cold weather, like totally different setting for him. But uh, yeah, you, but yeah you sent, are we at that point? You sent, you, throw, you, <laughs> you sent him to Minnesota and you're throwing him to the Wolves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See what I did there? That's a good one. See? Put a lot of thought to it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man, I, I, I think that it, the Magic are at a point where, like, you, you can't, like, it, you, try to, you try to protect, you know, your, your players as much as possible. You, you want them to end up in a good situation. But we, we got we to gotta get to a point where, you know, we're, we're being selfish, man. Like, we, we just, gotta be. like, Ter- Terrence Ross was a different situation where we kind of just let him go and let him decide, right? Um, and hopefully that, that bought us a lot of, uh respect around like locker rooms and whatnot but at the same time man the the magic we we gotta we gotta get better we can't put every single person in the best situation like we we gotta think about us and we gotta think about what benefits your Orlando magic like exactly. at, at the end of the day like the name on the front of the jersey should outweigh the name on the back of the jersey at least to an extent like there there has to be a balance but the balance needs to sometimes wave in the favor of you know the team itself all right, one more. So this is one that we've already kind of touched base a little bit on. Um, Angel has Malcolm Brogdon for Gary Harris, Chumo KK, a 2028 second round pick via Laker or Washington, 2026 second round pick via Detroit and or Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, again, I wouldn't be mad at Malcolm Brogdon. Again, you you definitely have some concerns there in regards to the injuries. Gary Harris and Chumo KK. You know, they're, they're contracts that, you know, you're able to utilize to be able to make things happen. Um, so who who knows, man? Uh, a lot of great – Angel did a really great job with this article. He had a total of 10 different trade scenarios. So if you haven't already checked out the article on OrlandoMagicHQ.com, whether you are stuck at a red light because <laughs> you don't want to read that while you're driving, uh, break at work, school, whatever the case may be, give it a second, OrlandoMagicHQ.com, and check out the article. Yes, sir. Again, some some good articles, some good traits in there. Um, some that uh, we were like, ah, that would be a dream scenario. Like he, he had in there, you know, Trey Young uh, as a potential trade. That would be awesome. Uh, I don't think there's any kind of chance that happens, at least not this season, maybe in the future, but uh, definitely check it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, bro. So let's let's real quick just uh, kind of touch base on this week in review. 
Um, a good amount of games since we last recorded. We missed out last week, but we had a total of about seven games, more so or less. Uh, loss against Miami, loss against Oklahoma City, a really nice win against the New York Knicks. Loss against the damn Atlanta Hawks, man. They're 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 a little man. That was rough. Yeah, super tough. Super tough. Uh loss against Philadelphia. Uh just a quick touch before we talk about the other games, just when it comes to Philadelphia. Um, Patrick Beverly, man, like what what is his issue? I, I really feel like this guy is super sour about the magic wave of him. Like there's just something about him being waved that didn't sit right, which honestly I respect. I respect the fact that he doesn't like the magic because he got waved. Like he didn't feel like maybe a part of him was a little excited. I'm going to be in Florida, great climate, great weather, you know, no state taxes. Like it sounds like an amazing <laughs> idea, right? I can go in there. They need point guard to be able to, mentor the other point guard whatever it was that he thought right um and the fact that we didn't even want like don't even get on the plane bro just just stay we're, we're gonna wait <laughs> just, just stay out there right i i think he was really butthurt about it i really i really do believe that because every chance he gets he tries to find a way to talk smack about the magic and honestly what i find a little funny right is that those that are listening to the podcast, those that, uh, you know, interact with us on social media, those that talk about Orlando Magic Basketball on Twitter, IG, Facebook, wherever it is, the Magic fan base has started to get a little reputation, right? Which is super cool because uh, you're, you're starting to see that our words collectively as, as a group have, have power. And it's starting to piss people off which I, I think is awesome. Eddie House was the first example of that, and now we're seeing a little bit of Patrick Beverly. Um, but Patrick Beverly pretty much stated um, after unfortunate loss against um, uh, the, the Magic, unfortunate loss against Philadelphia, um, pretty much stated he brought out a tweet that said, belt to Astor, thanks Orlando, way <laughs> to show up. And then... Uh, uniquely uh in the press conference post game uh Wendell Carter was asked about it and Wendell Carter just to kind of summarize it says no one really no one's worried about Patrick Beverly and we're, we're just just not he dropped what five five points like he didn't impact the game and good for you that's all he said <laughs> that's it and that, that, that created literally. that created chaos and in Pat Beverly's mind that was like disrespectful towards him that that was a looser mentality for Wendell to have yeah he he he, um uh, he used that sound bit the sound bite for his podcast which was cool I guess and then that that was it that was it so the the word this kind of gets a little more dramatic is the fact that now we're finding out there's some reporters including actually our own Brett James that, that witnessed this that that reporter that asked that question it all started with Brandon Kravitz on social media this morning saying, I don't recognize that voice. Like I know all the voices that are there in that, in that room that are magic media writers, whatever maybe coverage uh, for the team. So I, I, I don't recognize that voice. And then someone replied indicating, hey, I was there. I can attest to the fact that that was a planted reporter that was sent there by Pat Beverly to ask that question to Wendell Carter. 
So it kind of don't make sense now. It was all done to get a soundbite out of it. Again, Brett James confirmed this as well for us. Um, so it's just weird, man. It's corny. If you ask me, you're trying to get more views, more likes on your podcast. So you're kind of trying to get this, this sound bites out of magic players. But to your point, I don't get the obsession with Orlando. It also went back to when we were talking about uh, early in the year with Pat Babs and his podcast about Paolo and France being ranked, I think, the 40s in the NBA.com's right. ra right. player rankings. And he's like, they shouldn't be there. They haven't made the playoffs yet. And it, he keeps taking shots and shots and shots at Orlando Every for no reason. He gets. So it's weird. Um, he's a weird guy as it is, but this is a new low for me in my eyes. Like, how do you go to a, an away team's press conference to get a soundbite for your podcast? That's really dumb in my mind. Yeah, so that Philadelphia game was not was not a pretty one. Um, but we ended up getting Franz Wagner back um, the following games against Miami and won 105-87. to and then just a brutal loss immediately after to the Cleveland Cavaliers that, that didn't have a lot of their key pieces. So um, truthfully, I was really glad that we were able to have this really long break. Uh, we take on, who is it, Memphis next. So it's good that we were able to have this long break. We have players that you know are still banged up, and hopefully they, they're able to get some of this time to be able to rejuvenate and get some rest. And hopefully we got some fresh, fresh legs. Um, as we take on, um, you know, the rest of these eight games before the NBA trade deadline. And what's interesting, as I'm looking at the schedule, the Magic end up playing against the Spurs at 7 p.m. on trade deadline day. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting day if the Magic do end up doing something because they, they got to go to work, man. It's just it's just what it is. That's right. Um, the Magic do face the San Antonio Spurs for the first time on January 31st. That will be our first time that we will take a, a look at number one pick from last year versus number one pick from this year. Um, surprisingly, there, there's not going to be a whole lot, of, uh, whole lot of hype around it. And I swear if I see any, I'm talking about any highlights, of uh, Victor Wimbanyama, Victor Wimbanyama doing something simple, and it goes viral. I'm gonna drive myself crazy. Like I really, I really am. The amount of, the amount of love that this guy gets still confuses me. It doesn't. I understand it, but I just don't like it. It's just, it's just what it is. Yeah, man, it's 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 sickening to a point. All the love that he's getting, all the attention, and again, Paulo had a historic. We've talked about this before. Paulo had a historic season last year. None of that. Having a great sophomore year doesn't matter. No national TV games for you. Nobody cares about you. Uh, so I really hope they go to San Antonio next week and put on a show. Yeah, but Paulo has some highlights against Wemby because that would be ideal uh, for us. I keep saying, why are we not getting any attention? I need Paulo to to put some type of put his shoulder down and just big exactly. body move and I need some type of I need some type of flex. I need I need extra energy. That's what I need. I need extra energy because they have disrespected Paulo's rookie season by talking about Victor Wimbanyama all year long. So Yep. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. The Magic have Memphis tonight, um Phoenix on Sunday, Dallas on Monday, followed by um, the first San Antonio game on that Wednesday. So talk to me. Predictions. Next four games. I will say to you, and Magic fans that are listening to this, the schedule does get easier. We see Phoenix there. We see Dallas. Kind of scary. Tough games. But things get a little bit easier heading up into February and March. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, this week ahead, 
you got to find a way to win at least two games, right? You got to beat Memphis at the very least tonight. You got to yep. beat San Antonio. If you can steal one against Dallas and Phoenix or Phoenix, so go three and one, that would be ideal. But in my mind, if you can go two and two, I'll be perfectly fine with that. Um, adding to the week ahead also, don't forget next Thursday is the announcement of the All-Star Reserves. So Paolo Bencaro hopefully will be an All-Star next time that we record next week. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. Yep. Um, I, I think we, at minimum, will be 2-2. Two and two. Like Memphis on paper, that should be a game that we win. San Antonio on paper should be a game that we win. Uh, Phoenix, definitely going to be a fun game. There's a lot of respect. Um, from Kevin Durant and Paolo and, and Booker and them. So um, uh, ho hopefully that would be a, a fun competitive game. You have the, the slim reaper versus the slim preacher. Um, so <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a, a cool duel. Um, you like the nickname, right? Just came up with it on the fly. And we'll see when, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening, man. There, there's still a lot, a lot of time. I, I believe as we get closer and closer to February 8th, that we'll start to hear some some more things happening. We'll start to hear a little more uh, smoke before we start seeing the fire. So um, on that note, I appreciate everyone for listening. It is a wrap. Um, and remember, the show is presented by Bet Online. If you feel like wagering, that's your place to go. And that note is a wrap. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com. And follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.